Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert. And uh, Mumford and Sons was in town, and I had tickets to go to the show that night, actually. And uh, Adam, my husband, was flying in, and I was supposed to pick him up at the airport. He was flying back from a conference. And then we're going to the show with a couple friends. And um, it was about 3.30 that afternoon, and my desk phone rang. And I, at this point in my career, was working on the wild side of the business. Mm-hmm. And it was our event manager for the concert, uh, John Kaler. And he said, hey, Kathy, do you have your scissors? <laughs> and just instinctually, I mean, I'm sitting at my desk. So I, I literally turned around and pulled my drawer open with my scissors. I thought, well, this is so weird, John. Offices across campus. Why would he? And he goes, he just like he could see me through the phone. And he said, not those scissors. And I just... Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Breathing, probably. (laughs) Well, welcome back, everybody. Dave Lee here with Davide. My first concert, a longtime friend, is Kathy Ross Pavick, and she is going to join us here today. And Kathy was involved with a lot of the concerts over at the XL Energy Center. Uh, I met her when she was working for the Wild, maybe with the Gophers a long time ago, actually. So she's been involved in this business for a long time. We've got a lot of neat stories we're going to pass along to you. We want to thank the folks over at Minnesota Propane Association for making this possible. AquariusHomeServices.com Studios, where we're coming to you from today. Uh, you care. The Chanhassen Dinner Theater and by StarBank.net. Kathy, okay. Good to see you, by the way. Yeah, great to hear. Great to see you, too. The first concert you ever went to. Now, I know you worked a lot and you worked a lot of acts through the years, but as as a concert goer, what was the first one you ever saw? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a lot of different types of first concerts. Okay. Anxious um, to hear them. We got I- time. Yeah, the, I mean, the first arena show I ever saw was uh, the Counting Crows and Wallflowers at the Target Center, which no kidding. was great um, and fun and eye-opening. I was a, a small-town girl in the big city for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really fun. But That would an interesting crowd, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember paying much attention to it. I remember where I, I was, which mm. was the back of the house, and... Um, like a few rows up, and they were a long ways away. And with your buddies, yeah, with buddies, and I was just getting used to my new life in the in the big city. But the one that I thought you would appreciate and love, and and you knew I would work Roso in here somehow for sure. Yeah, is uh, back in the nineties, the Roso County Fair really mm-hmm. had it going on, mm-hmm. and they brought in uh, Faith Hill, and that, wow, Faith Hill, huge act, like right. When she was just on the rise. On that swing on that video with, was it First Kiss or whatever? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was her big, big hit. And we're down front, hanging out, stomping all over the dirt. <laughs> and she calls out her new friend that's joined her on tour. And Tim McGraw walks out on stage. So here wow. we are in Roseau, And those Minnesota. two are just getting to know each other. Yep. Yep, right. I mean, TMZ would have been all over that. Well, no kidding. But that was long so before So she them. was a star and Tim McGraw was not then, huh? 
Uh, no, he was very much a star. Okay. Um, at that point in time, I think, I mean, that was when like Indian outlaw was really big okay. and um, that sort of thing. So that, it was a big deal and people went nuts, but that, I mean, just thinking back and, and then watching what their careers did over the next 20 years to think that we had that fun opportunity to see them at that little Rosa County fair. And yeah, it's really cool. Did you ever, this kiss, that's the song Faith yes. Hill had. Well, um, did you ever work with them at XL? You must have. Yeah, I did. Um, and I have a memory um, when they did their Soul to Soul tour. They did mm -hmm. that a couple times. And we would present their their children with gifts. I mean, I, I was always careful not to share too. I mean, I didn't really think they would care to know that. Yeah. Maybe I should have shared that story with them. But but I didn't. But I, it was just a special moment for me, too. And then obviously felt pretty full circle to to then see them at the Excel Energy Center and be welcoming them there. Did Rosal bring in acts like that consistently? For a few years there. Wow. Um, I'm guessing the economics didn't work out so well after a while, <laughs> yeah. but um, Diamond Rio was there when they were really big. Yeah. And, um, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. So it's kind guess. of a country music haven up in Rosal. Is that the, I mean, it was. That was the ticket. For a while. I think mm. they balanced things back out a lot more now. <laughs> back, <laughs> back to the... The smash up derby and the the rodeo, but yeah, um, yeah, that, those were highlights in in the nineties. I was lucky as a high schooler to experience them. It was boy, fun. no kidding, that's a big deal. I mm -hmm. think they, uh, in Roseau, Minnesota, uh, yeah. I would think it'd be along with you know we think of Roseau and hockey. Yeah, uh, and and by the way, Kathy's dad was a great skater, and so was her uncle, and so and so are you. Uh, oh, well, um, so. that's generous, but thank you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've seen you golf, good neighbor. I know you're a good golfer. <laughs> Uh, this is my first concert. Kathy Ross Pavick is our guest, and she's going to join us. We've got some more stories, great stories coming your way. Our thanks to AquariusHomeServices.com. I was just with them here the other day chatting with uh, the folks that work over there and, and my buddy Jeff, who was uh, started that company years ago, a couple of decades ago, and boy, oh boy. Let's talk about the holiday season we are now in, and Aquarius Home Services is your ultimate partner for simplifying your holiday lighting needs. How about that? Now, if you're tired of Braving the freezing cold to unplug your lights, Aquarius has the solution. Have them install a smart timer, and now you can stay inside the comfort of your own home while effortlessly turning off your holiday lights. Plus, with their exclusive offer of $98 off any electrical repair, you can say goodbye to the outdoor electrical headaches. Their highly skilled team is prepared to install outdoor outlets, seamless switches, hassle-free lighting timers, and smart Wi-Fi controls much like the ones you'll benefit from, all precisely crafted to elevate your holiday experience. Let Aquarius Home Services brighten up your holidays and enjoy a season filled with joy, not electrical frustrations. Aquarius believes in earning the right to be recommended. They're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. All right, Kathy, let me, uh, let's go back to some other things that have happened along the way. Can I get the Mumford & Sons story? You bet. Because I don't know it, but I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard about it from your counterparts, Jorah and Kelly. Yeah, it was a top five day of my life for sure. It was something I actually daydreamed about. So, um, I'm not sure if you know that on the side I moonlight as a hairstylist as well. So I, I have, did know that. Yes. I have my license to do hair, and um, it's just been a creative outlet of mine. And I thought about my other role, the other hats I wore, doing PR for the concert business and that sort of thing, um, and also for the wild. And I thought, wouldn't that be cool if one day, you know, it's the 11th hour and one of the artists like 
needed a haircut. Like mm-hmm. had to get that haircut. And uh, Mumford and Sons was in town and I had tickets to go to the show that night actually. And uh, Adam, my husband was flying in and I was supposed to pick him up at the airport. He was flying back from a conference and then we're going to the show with a couple friends. And um, it was about 3.30 that afternoon and my desk phone rang and I, at this point in my career, was working on the wild side of the business. Mm-hmm. And it was our event manager for the concert, uh, John Kaler. And he said, hey, Kathy, do you have your scissors? <laughs> and just instinctually, I mean, I'm sitting at my desk. So I, I literally turned around and pulled my drawer open with my scissors. I thought, well, this is so weird, John. Offices across campus. Why would he? And he goes, he just like he could see me through the phone. And he said, not those scissors. And I just stopped (laughs) (laughs) breathing probably. (laughs) And I just said, yes, (laughs) I will get them. And I looked at my, I looked at the clock and it's like rush hour time-ish. And I'm thinking, well, at first, you know, he said, I, somebody needs a haircut. And I said, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. And I said, who? He said, Marcus. And I was like, I probably started shaking right then. Um, And I thought, okay, I have to go get my stuff. I had to think about where it was. I had to think (laughs) about what I was wearing. And that day, I happened to be dressed like a mom, like a total (laughs) mom. I wasn't even one yet. But because it was rush hour, I had a choice. Uh I can either go to the salon, Mm -hmm. get the equipment I should have to do this job, and show up looking like a mom. (laughs) <laughs> or I can go home quick and try to look cool and, and show up half-assed, so, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I, I chose for the first option. And um, I remember I grabbed all my gear. I met up with John. I literally threw my stuff in one of those um, fabric grocery shopping bags mm-hmm. that like, said Minnesota Wild on it. <laughs> so John brings me down and walks me into the, the tour office and the tour manager Doug look at me up and down and goes, this is her. (laughs) (laughs) And John, God bless him, very confidently said, yep. And that's all he said. (laughs) And uh, walked me into their dressing room. And I met Marcus Mumford. I cut his hair. I held his baby. I met his wife. Uh, It was an awesome, awesome deal. And then as I'm cutting Marcus's hair, Another guy from the band walks in and he's like, sweet, we have a hairstylist. <laughs> and can I get my hair cut? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> and then another guy walks in from the band. Wow. Same deal. I ended up cutting three of the four members of the band. Wow. Man, cutting their hair. Man. It was a great day. It was really, really fun. And then. Um, Did anybody capture it on a photo? Yeah, oh. of course. I mean, I have photos. They offered me tickets, and I was, you know, being the, the little girl I am from Rosa, I was like, well, I already bought tickets to the show. <laughs> I have tickets. I'm going. Um, but I'll take a photo. So that's what I what I took away, and it was fantastic. And they offered to pay me, but I just was, like, so floored by the experience in total. And I thought, I work here. I just I just need to feel good about this whole experience, and, and it was awesome. And I... I remember like tying this back to sports. <laughs> so it was the typical dressing room with the the lights that go all the way around the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I'm all set up and I'm 
I'm nervous, right? Oh, like, yeah. Nervous I mean, with scissors in your hand. <sighs> yes. <laughs> and I grab my comb and my little buzzer. I'm going to start clipping his hair. And I can see myself just shaking. And <laughs> he looks up in the mirror. And I'm like, oh, my God, he can see me. <laughs> and I literally closed my eyes. And I was like, this is your Herb Brooks moment. <laughs> you... We're meant to be here. <laughs> like, get the job done. Yeah. And I just went, boom. And I, I treated him in that moment like he's any other guy with a head of hair that needs a haircut. Yeah. And I got it done. So it was super fun and a wonderful memory. And they appreciated it. They were very nice. Oh, and- they were great. And they were, I, you know, and I did. I listened to um, the conversation that Jura had with you earlier, too. Jura Bart, who I used to work with at the Excel. Um, and she talked about just how laid back and easygoing they are. And I definitely second that. Just very personable. Great, great guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. What yeah. a what a moment for you. It was really cool. Yeah. And as, you know, the PR person for the Excel Energy Center, you never really had that type of close interaction with an artist, not for that length of time. So it was a really, you know, cool window, cool experience, um, just to see things from their perspective too and, and what it's like in their dressing room as they're getting ready. Um, what kind of things do they do? I mean, he played a song for me that he was entertaining, um, you know, a demo that, you know, what do you think of this song? No like, kidding. <gasps> Did he just Is that really before or after? Me? It was like during. Wow. He was listening to, to demos during his haircut. So it was just wow. It was just really fun. They had great trust in you as well. I guess. Was the show any good? Oh, the show was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Or did you even remember it? I remember. I remember because when you use a clippers, it's kind of like when you use a lawnmower. When you push a lawnmower and you finish, and your hands, you can still kind of feel that vibration. So I'm sitting in my seats there as the show begins, and and my like I can still feel my hands, and and then they show the close up of them. On screen, and I'm thinking, my God, there's my work <laughs> on screen. It was so cool. So totally unrelated to my what you would think, you know, I'd have a story about for my job. It was really as a hairstylist that I got to have that experience. And and I've been able to do some other cool things as it relates to concerts at the Excel with um, various people that I've worked with, too. So, well, hang on to the thought because yeah. I, I want to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a great story from Mumford & Sons. And Kathy Ross Pavick, who's our guest. And uh, we got some more stories to tell you about here in just a minute. On my first concert, you can download it on Apple, Spotify, go to talknorth.com. We got a bunch of podcasts right there that you can listen to and uh, learn a little bit more about what we do here at Talk North. By the way, uh, our thanks to the folks here with the Minnesota Propane Association. We just want you to be aware of what we have here with propane. And it's clean, it's affordable, it's reliable, it's energy, everything we all want for our home and business, right? And the one source of energy in Minnesota that can offer all those benefits that I'm talking about, clean, affordable, reliable energy, that's propane. It produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. It's affordable. It's according. Uh, this is according to the U.S. Department of Energy, but propane costs approximately 30% less than electricity in the U.S. There's something to think about for a minute. So the savings, by the way, can be even higher here in our state of Minnesota. It's reliable. Propane's energy stored on site. So as we've talked about before, independent of the grid, which is good, and propane can power your home or your business 
anytime you need it. And the energy part of this is propane is a direct energy source used at your home or business, unlike electricity, which is produced somewhere away from your home. So by the time that electricity gets to your home, we've talked about this before as well, 66% of the energy used to produce it is a goner, it's lost. That's why propane is approximately three times more efficient than electricity. Who knew it, right? Propane, the right energy right now. And for information to read about what it does for our environment as well, uh, and what it can do for you, go to propane.com. And our thanks to the Minnesota Propane Association. All right, Kathy, uh, there were other stories too. Like, I mean, uh, we were just chatting before we went on about, I didn't realize the first concert you worked, because you worked for the Wild for a long time. You did a lot of sports stuff. You have worked a number of Olympics uh, in uh, Vancouver, in Russia. So you've done a lot of those different things as well. But your first concert, the Rolling Stones, huh? Yeah, it was uh, my first week on the job as the the new PR person for the Excel Energy Center. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the first big show that we had uh, was the Rolling Stones. Yeah, they're always big, aren't they? I was at that one, yeah. Yeah, it was it was super cool, and so I was just getting used to the new role. I hadn't done anything yet, and uh, the first order of business was to escort the photographers down into the pit when the Rolling Stones came on, and it was just a a moment again where the little girl from Rosso was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> what have I just stepped into?" And uh, so watched Mitch Jagger, you know, from about twenty feet, shake his hips and. And do his deal and entertain uh, the thousands that were there for that sold-out show. And it was just the start of a really awesome chapter of my career. It was really fun. Yeah, what a way to kick it off. Yeah. But you're right. When you come from the perspective of a really small town, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there you are with the giants of the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, literally one of the, I mean, true icons yeah. of rock and roll. Wow. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the benefits of growing up in a small town, and I feel like you're from a yeah. smallish town, yeah, too. Yeah, smaller and, than Rosa. Yeah, and I think it helps you remember that at the end of the day, people are just people. Right. And um, yeah. certainly they can be born with incredible talent. And Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the, my mom and dad were small business owners, and I grew up working in their stores, and... They would say, people are all the same. They want to talk about the weather mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what's for dinner or, you know, just, uh, you know, what's going on in your life. And so it just, for me, made things very simple. And um, certainly I would be in awe or get nervous, absolutely. But like, that's what I would always go back to as this is just a person that puts their pants on one leg at a time too. Yeah, that's a smart way to look at it. Uh, so other close encounters of the music kind. You must have had a few. Yeah, there were lots and lots of them. Um, we had a routine of uh, presenting the artists that played Exile Energy Center with a gift. Mm-hmm. And so I would be responsible for orchestrating that uh, for the moment for a general manager to meet the artist and, and do a little photo op if that was an opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah, um, everyone from Paul McCartney and Elton John to Rod Stewart yeah, yeah. to Bon Jovi to Bruce Springsteen. Rascal Flatts, George Strait, Kenny Chesney, Tim. I mean, it mm-hmm. It feels, you know, like you're, it, it just was an awesome, fun part of the job. But you also remembered that 
to you, they were going to hop to the next city the next day. And yeah. so just to keep it about business and, and get the job done and again, treat them like people, do what you're there to do and, and get in and get out. Anybody stand out among those? I mean, because I think, you know, when you get behind the scenes, you're right mm -hmm. uh, with when you have a job, it's like media. If you, let's say you're at a, the World Series covering it, um, you're not down there to BS with, you know, uh, whoever it might be uh, playing and you're, you're there to do a job and they recognize that. So it really isn't a lot of light mm -hmm. talk and certainly you're not asking for autographs or uh, in, at least in media as you know because you yeah. control that for a while mm -hmm. you, you you lose your press pass if you're down there asking for autographs exactly yeah. yep you have to know your place and you have to understand your role and um and certainly understand your access that you have you mm -hmm. are inside the ropes and um, you have to mind your p's and q's certainly some things that stand out are when artists would have multi-day performances. So Bon Jovi, I think, was one that was there for two or three shows. Yes, yeah. And yeah. I was uh, down in the tour area, probably between day two or three, and they were going to release some some tickets for the show that night. They had found, I don't know, setting up for production. They had some extras that came back. And the, his manager was asking me if I would be able to, you know, put some calls out to be able to let people know these tickets were available. And I'm standing there and in walks John Bon Jovi. That's the other thing that's weird, right? You're, mm. You know them for their name, their stage sure. name. Well, what do you, do you just call him John? <laughs> I mean, what do people call him when yeah, he, good point. you're just talking to him? And um, he came in and he just became part of the conversation. And mm -hmm. it just, that's when you're, you go back to, okay, he's just a person. Mm -hmm. But he was very involved in his business and yes, wanted yeah. to hear the details of what I was going to do to get the word out about tickets, to mm -hmm. selling out his show. It was really important to him that his tickets were, like the show was sold out. Yeah. And so that just stands out when you see a side of an artist that you're not used to seeing. Yeah, he. I know he's involved. I'm sure they all are, but he sounds like he's more involved than most. And mm -hmm. uh, I do have a fun story that I'll share with you later, but working out at uh, the club in Bon Jovi and, and uh, Zambora, Richie Zambora, and I don't remember the name of the drummer. Uh, was yeah. That, yeah, they were all there working out, uh, oh, cool. but I was there first, and it's a long, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a funny story, but, uh, but I want to hear your stories. I'll tell you when we get done okay. of that story. But, yeah, that, that's so cool um, mm -hmm. to meet them and, the, and to get involved with them and all those things that you, that you did. But Yeah. Because uh, Jorah was telling me about the time the Tesla guy danced with her. Um, that might have been after my yeah, my time. She she and I worked together. I was there first. Um, we brought her on board. We mm -hmm. worked together for several years, and then I left, and, and she stayed on. Um, yeah, she did some really fun things, too, with getting artists even to to show up over at the Children's Hospital, which was super cool. Yeah, well, you guys uh, had some good—yeah, you, mm -hmm. you had a good group. Yeah, we really did. We really did. But yeah, I mean, I'd say more than anything, it was just um, lots of nice people. That mm -hmm. would that would be the surprise is um, everybody was really friendly and kind for the most part. Yeah. I mean, very rare that someone would be that sort of rock star persona that you're used to hearing about. Well, the big shows, you mentioned McCartney. Remember that 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 tour, and I think I know when you talk about it, it was just nuts. Mm -hmm. Hard to get a ticket. Everybody's fired up. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, I walked in behind... Amy Grant and Vince Gill. Well, you could have. 
They I walked rem- in about the same time I walked in uh, up on the, you know, I think it was the second level. I'm not sure where we were, but, you know, just like, and I look over there and I'm going, no way that, that that's been skilled. And I'm yeah. almost sure it was. And it very well could be. I mean, you're reminding me now of a time we were, you know, Bruce Springsteen always has his open floor, GA floor, yeah. where you can dance and go crazy. And so it was like towards the end of the show and if, um, and we didn't do this by habit, but just for a couple minutes, we, we walked out on the floor. It was the general manager, myself, and I think Kelly McGrath, who is now the general manager. Yeah. Um, and we're standing there, and I kind of turn around and look over my shoulder, and Kenny Chesney is standing there. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> keep it cool, because yeah. <laughs> I like country music, yeah. uh, too. Um, and, you know, he he sees that we, we see him and that sort of thing, but he was there to observe and learn about, you know, how Springsteen performed. I mean, he flew in to, and who knows why, I mean, maybe they were friends and they were going to collaborate on something, we don't know for sure, right. but... But he was just standing there taking it in. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. super cool. And no one was bugging him. No. Yeah. No. And I had, I mean, you. I don't know if you know about my love for Aerosmith, but. I do um, know about it, yeah. Yeah, I do love Aerosmith. And that has been, I've been waiting. I mean, they have announced a show there before. They had to cancel. I think Stephen yep. needed some help. Then they just had another show announced. They were actually supposed to play there this last Monday. And yes, he had throat, I had, is it throat issues or something? Yeah, he has vo- vocal issues. And so that is my my last check on the box for now anyway. For Aerosmith. I just really want to see them play the XL Energy Center. I love that venue. Yeah, and well, I, the sound in there is good. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it still is like a big living room. And it's one of my favorite places to see a show. Now, when we come back, I want to ask you, because you've had a very uh, interesting sports life. Um, yeah. And I want to ask you about all of the things that you've covered there and things that you've done. She is Kathy Ross Pavick, and she's our guest on My First Concert. Dave here, our thanks to the folks at Star Bank. They're our bank here at talknorth.com, by the way, so it's easy for us to practice what we preach here. And if you're thinking about expanding your business or you're going to do some repairs at home or just know the turnaround time on a loan with Star Bank, really second to none because there's no red tape, none of the monkey business. Once you apply for a loan, submit your documentation, away you go. Uh, and it could be a home equity line of credit, could be a home mortgage, could be a business loan, could be ag operating, which is how they started they're up to 10 banks now, and they're all still owned by the same family all throughout the state of Minnesota, including here in the metro. Might be an equipment loan, might be a camper or an RV you're thinking about. Uh, anyway, whatever it is, they handle it. And I encourage you to get your loan needs met at Star Bank, because Star Bank is a family, as I mentioned, still family-owned and Minnesota-based. Uh, so just, it's kind of how banking should be. You walk in, they get to know you. You know, Kathy and I are talking about small towns. They've got that feel when you walk in there like, they want to get to know you. You'll get to know them. Uh, and you can call them, too. And the other small town feel is they answer their phone so that you don't go to a dial one, dial two, dial three. Uh, they're there. So, And that might catch you off guard when you call them somebody actually answers it right away to business. Loans are subject to loan application approval, but I'd stop by at StarBank at your convenience or go to the website, StarBank.net. If you want to do the uh, banking on the phone, and we all do, uh, they have all of that too, obviously. StarBank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Okay, Kathy, a lot of things in the sports world. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think we first probably crossed paths when the Wild started, or maybe a little bit before when you were doing some University of Minnesota stuff. Um, so I've known you from the sports world for a long time as well. So uh, we were there when the wild started. I was up at the work in the press box, the PA at the time, and you were doing all the heavy lifting for a lot of people, you and Billy Robb, and then later Aaron Sickman. The, um, 
but you also worked Olympics. And uh, I don't know if you're still doing Olympics when you get an opportunity, but let's talk a bit about the sports career because sports fans would kill to be at some of the events that you have been to, as you know. I, I've been very privileged and fortunate, and a lot of it just has come about because of the jobs I've had. And so, um, ironically, it wasn't while I was working on the wild side of the business. I was in the PR role for the XL Energy Center. We uh, hosted the U.S. Women's Olympic Team or National Team, I should say, on their pre-Olympic tour. Natalie Darwitz was on the team, Chrissy Wendell. I had a blast promoting those girls, um, or women, I should say. They were fantastic interviews, as I'm sure you've experienced. Um, they were willing to do anything, and you know, we pushed them out all over the state fair and that sort of thing. Um, and so I think USA Hockey remembered that. Their PR person reached out to me when the folks in Vancouver were looking for seasoned PR people to come and help them out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Jack Larson at the time, my boss was um, thankfully very open to that and saw the benefit in me going and being able to gain that experience and knowledge. And so, you know, he supported me in, in that effort to be able to leave for that period of time. And, you know, I'm, I'll forever be grateful because it was a fabulous experience. I was what's called a mixed zone supervisor at the secondary ice venue. Um, there's a lot of official language when you're in the Olympics. <laughs> I bet. And it was just awesome. Um, so I was working for the International Olympic Committee itself or the, the organizing committee. So I wasn't affiliated with any country. Uh, and I, I was able to interact with players from all over the world and then also staff uh, from all over the world. And it was just an awesome experience. And then you and you went to the Soviet when they were in the Soviet Union. I mean, uh, Russia rather. Yeah, what you learn is that a lot of the same faces show up uh, in each Olympics, winter and summer. A lot of the organizing committee members from all over the world. Actually, it's kind of a traveling circus. And I was invited from that group also to go to Sochi, and that was a much different experience. Mm -hmm. Also unique, beautiful, and cool. And there I was a press conference supervisor. I don't know if I've ever worked so hard in my life. We mm -hmm. would pull 18-hour days, and we coordinated over 200 press conferences in three weeks. It was insane. Um, but just such an incredible experience. From We held the press conference for opening and closing ceremonies. For every team that arrived, every athlete that arrived, everyone that won a medal, it was just... Um, to be able to have that all kind of come into you and, and see that um, and their reactions and their emotions after, you know, achieving their biggest goal. Was so when cool. something happened that was like bulletin material or everybody wanted to know if there's some event, did you have to hastily arrange press conferences too at, the, at that time when there was some breaking news? Yeah. And, and there's language barriers on sure. top of it. Yeah. So, well, I had 25 volunteers. Um, none of them spoke English. Mm. <laughs> I mean, broken English, You're very right. limited English. And, um, and my other two co-supervisors were both Russian as well. So, I mean, we did our best and I would bring all of our volunteers into the press conference areas and we would rehearse and practice um, and work through it through using whatever means I had to do. I mean, even that many years ago, they, we didn't have Google Translate and all these things to right. help us along. Yeah. 
Um, but we got there and I taught the Russians to smile, <laughs> which <laughs> was one of... Um, I should send you to my, the UN next time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm still friends with, with some of them on Facebook today. And um, God, How great is that? Yeah, it is. It is really great. And you've been able to do global travels now with friends that you established there, right? Yeah, I have wow. a very good friend from Switzerland, and, and we stay in touch. And I, I was just fortunate enough to see her recently on a trip. And and she is very involved. She was just um, not just with the Olympics Games, you learn, but they, they work World Cups. They work the Pan American Games. Uh, they work World Cup events from Australia to, you know, Tokyo. I mean, they're just, they're everywhere. So it starts to feel like a really small world after a while. Yeah. But are you still working some of the, the sporting events like that? Are you going to work the next Olympics or in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, they are. I haven't really um, done anything to pursue it. Okay. I and there's some in Paris coming up too in 24, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely interested. It's different. Now I have a six-year-old son. Yeah, that changes the game. Busy. Yeah. So being away from him for that kind of stretch is... Uh, I'm just not there yet, but yeah. I, I hope one day that that I can do that again. I would love to. Yeah, well, one day he's going to tell his mom or tell his buddies. You know, mom worked the Olympics, and <laughs> that's going to be a big brag point. I guarantee you. Yeah. Pretty cool well, stuff. he's he's a huge wild fan too, which is really fun. But it's also really strange for me because he doesn't know me as you no. know mom that worked for the wild. No, he just knows, and I I still am working with wild a little bit now as a consultant, but. Um, yeah, I'll tell him. He'll say, Mom, what are you doing? Well, I was talking to the wild. And he'll say, Kirill? <laughs> no, not quite, buddy. Yeah. Not quite. Wayne Peterson. Yeah, yeah you're Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. Same talent level as, as Kaprizov. Yes. Well, Capri, of course, well, Kaprizov, you know, he speaks Russian, so maybe there's some <laughs> things that you guys could converse in. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, so it's been a great sports uh, ride as well for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I was there in the early days of the Wild, as you mentioned, when they made that absolutely crazy playoff run. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, that was that was uh, stupid fun. I mean, stupid that was fun. for. But when you're working it, it's probably a different beast. Yeah, well, and 2003, I guess, doesn't seem that long ago to me. But I mean, we had switchboards back then. Yeah. <laughs> and they were overloaded, mm. and wow. so people could not call us. Like they could not get through. That's like the pandemonium to get tickets and yeah. our ticket sales staff was just running up and down the flights of stairs at the Minnesota club building there. Yeah. 317 to deliver tickets. And we would just talk about the craziness of, of it all. I mean, two game seven comebacks. Yeah. Or, you know, well, overturning, first of all, being down three zero in yep. both series coming back, winning in game seven. And then the fun of it was a lot of those guys stuck around with the organization. So I've had the good fortune to just on the front office side and the mm -hmm. player side, so many of those people that I met, even from the gopher days, Dave, like were part of my career that entire time. Yeah. It's been really special and fun. Did you work the Frozen Four when, it, when the gophers won too? I did. And I went to the U, as we talked about. Yeah. So. That was really awesome. I remember, I still remember the bruise I got on my thigh because you know you're not supposed to cheer in the press box. Oh, yeah, rule number one. Sid didn't always agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but, but somehow he could always get away with that stuff. But uh, yeah, when they scored an overtime to win, that was 2002, Yeah, right? Yeah, I remember, it? yeah. Because yeah, we yeah. had two Frozen Fours while I was there. 
02 and 11. Or I'm just remembering. Yeah. Well, the ones and they won. Didn't they? Uh, they beat Maine. I remember in that. Yeah. In that one, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, they get another red hot ticket. And it was a great event. But yeah, there you were working that too. Yeah. But you know what was always the hardest ticket to come by? Uh, for sports or music or both? Both. Wow. Wow. I I I don't know. The state boys hockey tournament. Ah, oh, wow. I didn't even think about it. That yeah. you cannot get a ticket to. They have got, and you know what? Kudos to them. They have figured it out. So there is no way to work the system. Wow. I cannot help you there. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause, yeah, because my uh, when my son played, and he was in the very first one at the XL Energy Center. Yeah, I mean, it's and, uh, and, magical and yeah, fun. Yeah, and you know, and I, cause I always had the press passes, so I could sneak in. I guess I just never thought yeah. much about it. Well, did you ever try to get a press pass from Howard after the deadline? <laughs> well, yeah, I, yes, I, I know that experience. He, yeah, he was good. Howard was good at his job. Yes, he was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. working with him too. Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you didn't mess with Howard on no. on tickets, no, or sure abuse him. You know, but yeah, I kind of forgot about that's a that's a, that's a good memory. We became good friends, you know, <laughs> which helped. But you know, it, it was uh, it was the Boys State tournament. It just didn't dawn on me because I remember when Gary Cohn did the games. And he wanted to do the games because he heard about the Minnesota State Tournament. Mm -hmm. Man, I never thought about it. When it came back to the XL that year, remember, they were building the XL. Mm -hmm. So uh, for a couple years, I don't remember where. Was it a Target Center? Yeah, I went to Target Center. And then it came back that first year, and it was, I mean, good luck to you. Just Getting magical. in there. Because, you know, the 1 o'clock game, it was like, you know, it was like an 8 o'clock rock and roll concert. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And downtown St. Paul was bustling. And yeah. we'd go to cassettas and stand in line and wait to get a piece of pizza. Yeah, it was fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, when I come back, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I, I want to ask you um, if you had to organize three concerts, three three acts at XL, you're in charge of who you're going to bring in there. I want to know who the three acts are that you would book. Okay. She is Kathy Ross Pavick. She's with us here on My First Concert. Dave Lee here. Good to have you with as well. We're going to be back again uh, next week. We encourage you to listen to some of the past shows. We got some. We did a great series on Bob Dylan for a, a while back. Had a lot of Prince stuff, much more. So just listen to some of the past shows. The guests have been fabulous and really fun. Speaking of guests, uh, I asked him to come in one day. Michael Brindisi. He is the creative director at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. And he has such a wonderful background in music and all the things that he does. But uh, right now, he is so focused on this uh, Four Seasons story over at Chanhassen Dinner Theater's main stage. Jersey Boys, I know you've heard about it. Uh, many of you have seen it before. Go see the this mega hit musical when you get a chance, because this rendition is one you won't forget. The music is just uh, uh, stunning. I mean, it is so good. Uh, it's a great place for anybody who's looking for uh, just entertainment. And, and just check it out. The food's excellent, too, by the way. It's a great place, gem of a place with great dinner packages. And also in the concert series now, they're doing some wonderful concerts over the holiday season. A lot of tributes going on. Uh, what, whoever might be Joe Cocker or Sting or, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of them. The bands in that Chanhassen Dinner Theater in the in that concert series, the, the that smaller a concert menu is gorgeous for the sound. I mean, you're just going to love it, and it's very intimate. They got a lot of cool things happening. They got, uh, you know, uh, 
Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They got Brindisi's Pub. There's a million things going on. Just go to ChanhassenDT.com and then or call the box office, but ChanhassenDT.com. Then you can see some of the shows. A lot of them, if not all of them, sell out. Uh, on these concert series, so make sure you get your tickets. And for Jersey Boys, I get them before that one moves on and they go to another one because it is so good. All right, ChanhassenDT.com. Just remember that. Could be a good Christmas gift idea, too, for certificates. All right, Kathy, so now you've seen, you've worked these concerts, you've met a lot of these people, you've cut the hair of Mumford & Sons. Mm -hmm. Some really cool experiences for you. Now you're in a position where you have to book three acts at the XL um, that that you think, you you would like who would you who would you put in there just out of curiosity? Oh my gosh, do I get to be a fan at these three shows? Is that yes? You're in charge of everything, okay, including fun. They're the wrong. Yes. Oh yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we should have thrown yeah. that out. Speaking of John Bon Jovi, yeah, that wanted uh, Dead or Alive. Well, Dead or Alive, but then also oh well, I was just thinking of Alive, so I'm okay, not sure well, there. Go- but I will say one of the first lessons I was taught when I worked on the arena side was if you booked everyone you liked, you would go out of business. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So I will throw that out there to make sure if Brian Miller is listening. Yeah. I got the message. No, this is her, this is this would be your personal choice. We don't care about the box office. Okay. Well, my first love. I mean, I still want to see Aerosmith, so I really want them there. Yeah. Um, I also love Brandy Carlisle. She did play there and sold out last fall. I was there. It was awesome. Ah, oh man, I'm sorry I missed that. I would have loved to have seen her. She's just fantastic and it's so fun to i and the crowd her, yes i saw her back when she was playing audiences of 400 and yeah it's really fun to see what she's done um this isn't going to be that crazy for people but what i learned in this business is what you hear on the radio is very different than what you hear live mm-hmm. and what you experience live mm-hmm. and so i would constantly be surprised by artists i mean before this job i probably went to a handful of concerts a year. Now I was seeing upwards of 30 and 40 if you combine the XL with Roy Wilkins. And so I, I experienced a lot more than I ever thought. Coldplay stood out. Hmm. And I say that because you'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. They are fabulous live, like fantastic. And you probably didn't think about it till you saw them, right? No, no idea. And so... Now, if I had a little more time to think about dead or alive, I might change my answer a little bit. But yeah, those were the the top three. That would be well worth it. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, you've seen them, except Aerosmith. Well, I've seen Aerosmith. And, you know, I guess if I can go back in time, I would book Aerosmith like from the 90s version oh, of Aerosmith. Right. I've seen them in the 90s. And they were a lot of fun. And I walked out. Oh, you walked out. Did you really? Oh, no. That was... One of the few concerts I walked out. Oh. And don't get me wrong. Um, Do I need to turn this mic? Can we hear you, Dominic? Because usually we're in the in a, in yeah, a sound I, studio today. We're in a different spot. Yeah. Okay, maybe they can hear anyway, um, so it was actually a, a double bill concert. Brian Adams. Oh. Opening up for Aerosmith. And Brian Adams was just a trio. There we go. And Brian Adams was just a trio. And it was him playing bass and his guitar player and drummer. And they played all the hits. It was fantastic. Aerosmith came on, started to play all the hits for an hour. And then I don't know what happened. And then they started to improvise, just like Joe Perry would just like play the guitar. 
soloing, soloing, and playing just blues, some standard blues and stuff like that. And that's when I left. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't there for that. <laughs> but yeah. That is one of my fears also with all these artists that I've had the, you know, fun fortune of meeting. My fear is that what if I meet Steven Tyler one day and he's a total jerk? Right, so yeah. Like, maybe it's not supposed to come to be. I can attest you that's not true. Uh, a friend of mine, he sang with him, played with him in Hawaii and Maui at the mixed Fleetwood uh, yeah, restaurant, restaurant there. He played with Mick Fleetwood and uh, he's not like that. Awesome. He's, he's a very genuine guy. That's what I was told. And uh, yeah, he's not a jerk at all. See, there you go, Kathy. Oh, the bubble won't won't burst. That's good. God, but that's you're so right. Good. Sometimes you have somebody in such high regard, and when you meet them, maybe they don't live up to the expectations that that people like you know me unfairly put on them thinking. Mm -hmm. But you know, all those years of interviewing people, you kind of realize, okay, we're all different. But I only really had a couple of and for me, Bad ones. it isn't about my husband thinks it's otherwise, but it's not because I think the guy is cute. <laughs> it's because yeah. I just admire his talent and his gift. Yeah. Like yeah. he can, I mean, it's just running around in his head all day. Like yeah. these two, like his musicianship is just, I don't know. I find it really fascinating and cool to just be born with that kind of gift and talent. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it for sure. Hey, uh, Kathy, always great to see you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. I know you're actually uh, uh, busy down here in Twin Cities doing uh, things for the Glow Festival. Yeah. The and you're keeping busy. I mean, from uh, remote. Are you down in the cities much anymore? Yeah, a fair amount. Probably yeah. once a month or so. But um, yeah, I live in Grand Rapids now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a pandemic later, it makes a lot more possible. And people are open to a lot more yeah. remote work than they ever were before. So I sort of accidentally became a consultant through the the pandemic and I'm working with a, a lot of familiar faces. So I work with the Minnesota Wild still and now have had a lot of fun reuniting with Jora Bart and she and I are handling the PR for Glow Holiday Festival, who is co-owned by Randy Lovey, who is a concert promoter that we worked with back in the day. Did, and Randy, didn't he start WeFest? Yeah, he owned WeFest for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get him on one day and chat about that because I remember the early days of that. He's got a lot of stories, and and he worked a lot of live music events and festivals. I shouldn't say worked; he he organized and yeah. and managed. Yeah, like Soundset and lots of festivals yeah. out at Canterbury. Yeah, he's got a lot of stories. Well, I appreciate you sharing some of those. It's really great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. And really she's fun. Kathy Ross Pavic and uh, Davide will be back next week with uh, another show here. And our thanks to all the people who make it possible, like the Minnesota Propane Association, Starbank.net, Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, You Care, and uh, here from the Aquarius Home Services.com studios. So we say goodbye. You can again download it on Apple, Spotify, go to talknorth.com. We've got a lot of great podcasts there. And uh, subscribe and download. It'll just show up each week, which is really nice and easy and simple. But the guests have been fantastic. Our thanks to Kathy for being here today. And I will see Davide, I will see you uh, next week. Thank you.